Welcome to the Diocesan Digest. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, Director of Media and Technology, and today we're going to jump right into a special episode designed for our church leaders on some tips and tricks to live streaming video to social media and other websites. I chat with Melanie Wignall, a professional television producer who has been working with the diocese for almost a decade now on all of our big events and videos, and she is awesome and a huge source of knowledge on tech and video and audio and everything to do with that world. So Melly and I go over the pros and cons of using Facebook Live and YouTube and the importance of audio quality and the intimacy of video shots and much more. So please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about your audio and video needs by emailing me at smith at epiok.org and we can talk through anything that you're having an issue with. All right, y'all, let's dive in. Here is Melanie Wignall and I talking about all things streaming and technology. All right, Melanie, can you explain your relationship to the diocese and why you're our beloved go-to tech expert? <laughs> For well, those who don't know you. <laughs> I'm a television producer by trade, and yeah. I think that one approached in 2011 to um, help as the uh, convention secretary. It was really based on producing skills and organization skills, and in some cases, people skills, although those could probably be polished a little bit. I'm sure people would agree with that. But um, um, that's originally, I think, why the diocese, um, why my relationship with the diocese started. I think uh, the reason why it's continued in more of a video and technical aspect is because um, I've got 31 years of experience in television production. Um, Now, producing is what I do now because that's what I've grown to do, but, but shooting and editing and, and, and now streaming, although I'm learning as much as everyone else is learning when it comes to the streaming aspect of television, um, it's all kind of intertwined and it all kind of plays with each other. And um, I take care of the video and audio needs for the, for the convention, as well as, you know, the upcoming consecration and, and the voting in December. So um, I've kind of been um, useful to the diocese in those ways as well. Yeah. And any beautiful video on our website or YouTube, not the little, like I make what look like homemade videos for fun for us because I'm such a novice, but any of the really beautiful, well done videos are from Melanie and she's a baller and we're so thankful for your skill set. And you're an Episcopalian. Right. I am. I'm a cradle Episcopalian. I grew up in the Episcopal Church mm-hmm. and um, never really went anywhere else. Yeah. That's awesome. And so are you a member at St. Patrick's Broken Arrow? I am. I'm a member That's of St. Patrick's Broken Arrow. I've been a member there since 2002. Uh, before that, I was a member in Yukon, where you're a member, but it wasn't Grace Church back then. It was church. Right. It was St. Raphael's and then Church of the Nativity. I was I was married at Church of the Nativity, which is wow. your what now you guys use as your, uh, you know, your gathering. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, our memberships all were transferred to El Reno. My mother is still a member in El Reno. Mm-hmm. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. We're so thankful for you and your awesome skills. And 
Um, let's just jump into all this audio tech streaming stuff. We've been, Melanie and I've been um, just chatting and brainstorming the last couple of days on how to just get out some good information and just talk about the pros and cons of all these different things. And there's so much out there, but we figured we'd just address our folks um, directly because we're, we're both probably the two biggest resources in the diocese right now to help folks, um, especially me. So I'm just kind of learning from your expertise and, and things I've tried and see, seen other people try in our diocese and, and all over the uh, Episcopal Church. So what's, what's one of the first things on your list there, Melanie, we should dive into? I think one of the first things when you're thinking of streaming is, um, A, there's lots of ways to do it, but there's three key ingredients, I think, to a successful streaming. And, it, and at this point, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with equipment. It has more to do with, it has some to do with equipment, but it has more to do with the eventual product that is going to allow people to see and hear you and connect with you through video. And I think uh, one of the best ways to do that is audio. You can sacrifice good video if you have good audio. Mm -hmm. If you cannot hear what, 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 what is being said, what is being um, preached, what is being learned, then it's a complete and total immediate um, turn off when you're watching a video. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that you have good audio and we can talk about ways of having good audio with the certain types of equipment that you have and that you're putting in place. Secondary would be intimacy. It's excruciatingly important to have intimate shots when streaming. And what I mean by that is if you have a wide angle lens and you have set it up across the room in the back of your parish, and now you have a shot of your entire altar and the entire room, and you're just a small little blip in the middle um, trying to give your a sermon or say the, you know, praise of the people or whatever, you're going to lose interest because the shot is not intimate. Mm-hmm. So you really need to push in there and get a decent shot. And I'm talking um, um, shoulders to head, waist to head, intimate shots where the person at home can see you, see your expressions you're making, um, follow along and keep their interest. And then third thing I would say is your shot composition. You want to make sure that you're not shooting straight up the nose. You're not shooting uh, down on your forehead. You're eye level with the camera and you're somewhat centered. Try not to frame yourself extremely right, frame yourself extremely left, but frame yourself in the middle so that you have grabbed the entire attention of the screen for the individual that's watching. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say two examples. I've seen this lately of people who are streaming services, um, Mother Emily Schnabel and um, Father David Stock have done a joint uh, evening prayer for St. Christopher's and um, St. John's OKC. And so it's just them two in front of probably an iPad. Um, and they're just live streaming from their iPad, um, to Facebook live and they don't have any audio pick, you know, put into it because it's right in front of them. It's catching the audio just fine. They're both in the screen and it's very intimate and they have, you know, a desk or they're probably at a table. So they have their prayer books open and they're able to just go along and, and talk to the, the feed and people. The nice thing about doing live, which is, I get why people are, are really obsessed with it right now, 
is that people can comment and interact as it goes. And that creates a community feel because everyone be like, hey, what's going on? You know, like Grace Church is doing live on Sunday mornings and I, I'm actually on our Grace Facebook um, account interacting with everyone as Grace Church. So I'm able to keep like, you know, send in your prayer requests and, you know, how's everyone doing? And here's a link to our worship guide. So it's, it's engaging people. And I get why that people are wanting to do that. And it's, it's a really cool thing. Um, but as we'll talk about in a minute, like crap happens with Wi-Fi and internet and. Right. Yeah. I think, I think right now this unusual time has allowed us to, you're not, you so you're not going to have a congregation in your parish, which is so awkward, I'm sure, for a priest who's been used to standing in front of a congregation. Now you're standing in front of a camera or an mm -hmm. iPad or an iPhone. But that also lends you the capability and ability to get that that iPad or that that iPhone up in your face mm -hmm. so that you are creating that intimacy between you and your audience that's now sitting at home rather than in your congregation. And you can set that right up in front of the lectern. You can set that right up in front of the altar and you can get those shots that you need mm -hmm. in order to make that connection. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So streaming's great. I also, wanted to throw out there and I don't, I don't know where you're going on your list but i i just wanted to address real quick of how i think more and more churches especially if you don't have all the tech stuff figured out is just pre-record pre-record an evening prayer service or whatever it is and then upload it to youtube and schedule it to be released at the time you usually do mass if that's 9 a.m on a sunday and then right. so i think we should talk about um streaming co streaming companies or streaming software for you to yeah. stream most of us seem to be using youtube um which is excruciatingly easy to use um <laughs> before youtube we had to use things like live view and Ustream and stuff like that 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 you need to use another piece of software to get your signal to those to those places with the onset of iPads and iPhones. You can use YouTube directly. I, I prefer YouTube over Facebook live and I'll tell you why, because on Facebook live you, the archiving structure is odd. If you're posting other things to Facebook, it kind of buries your last thing where YouTube archives every video that you stream or you record and allow and allows you to put them in sequential order right. so that people can go straight to your channel, click on whatever, like if they like, if I want to have, it's, you know, seriously, if I want to have my Sunday service on Monday morning, I can go back to YouTube right. and click on, click on the archive. And now I'm having my morning prayer on Sunday morning, which I think, or Monday morning, which I think is really, really great. I think what you say about, about the scheduling of, I, I think, again, as you say, I think there's benefits of being live, the interaction that you're doing at the time, although we as Episcopalians are used our interaction is, is amens or whatever we say throughout the prayer book. So I don't think you're going to have a lot of additional interaction during a, during a service. But if you're having a Bible study, some things like that, I think those are great to do live. I think that YouTube 
also offers you that, as you said, that opportunity to, to record things and then schedule them for release. So if you wanted to do uh, a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, I don't know, morning devotional, that you could pre-record all three of them if you wanted to on one day and then just schedule each one of those to release at that time. Um, that does, um, uh, does not allow you to have the interaction or the immediate feedback, but it does give you the flexibility to say, record certain things that you need to do all in one setting, set them for release and then allow them re to release. And, and one of the things I think that churches are struggling with is they assume that because they have Wi-Fi, they can stream. And here's the issue with that. Streaming takes a certain amount of megabits per second upload to do it correctly. Mm -hmm. And there's an easy test. And Sarah's going to put the website, the website on, the, on her website so that you can test your streaming. And you go there and you test your megabits per second. Generally, if you have just uh, gotten average Wi-Fi for your business, your office, it's generally somewhere between 1.8 and 2.2 megabits per upload. In order to upload, um, in order to stream without a lot of hiccups, um, freezing, buffering, if you will, you need to have between five and 10, and I would suggest 10 megabits per second upload of going up because the test is going to give you a going up and a downloading. Right. You want to make sure that your upload is between five and 10 megabits per second. And that's for a 720 to a 1080 image resolution for, for streaming. And that, that is going to secure that your streaming uh, process is going to be better than, um, than if you were just to have a regular, the other thing is if you have a designated line for streaming even better, because we all know we're sitting in church. Oh, look, we've got our phones. Somebody's texted me. All those individuals in your parish, which we don't have now, but if you've got a lot of other people on your Wi-Fi yeah. and you're trying to use it too for streaming, that's going to clog the system as well. Not necessary right now because we don't have a lot of people that's around right. us. That's right. So we don't have to worry about that. But um, if you have up to 10 megabits, you should be fine. Yeah. And that website is called speedtest.net. But if you just Google internet speed test, you know, lots of stuff comes up and any of those will work just fine. And that's just as simple as calling your, your internet provider and saying, listen, I need, um, I'm, I need, you know, five, five or 10, I need 10 megabits to do the streaming. Now they're going to try to sell you the 50 megabit line. They always do. But um, if you can negotiate and just get, get, around 10 megabits up at your upload you're fine yeah yeah excellent excellent and you can set your iphone your ipad under how do you change the uh you go to settings, go to settings. Your camera you, you go to settings and then go to your camera where you see your camera icon and it'll say record video and it gives you the settings basically the 720 is hd HD, but the 720 stands for the pixel resolution. So that's mm -hmm. 720 pixels of resolution. Mm -hmm. If you bump it up to 1080, then you're bumping it up to 10, you know, uh, 1080 pixels of resolution, which is a bigger file. And then of course, if you get up to the 4K, 
I'm going to suggest that there isn't any reason for any of us to be streaming in 4K no. because generally YouTube is going to bump it down to 720 signal anyway. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just record in 720 yeah. because you're going to be bumped to 720 when you try to upload it on your YouTube channel anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you go to your settings and then to your camera and then it's the record video. Um, you can pick um, what how big the file sizes are um, that will it will produce and the smaller the file size obviously the easier and quicker it will upload uh, via YouTube or Facebook or whatever you're using um, correct and if you are to open up your what I call opening up your spigot your your megabit bits per second um, once you start recording these videos when you go to upload them to YouTube you're going to find that your your YouTube upload speed is a lot faster as well so yeah. you can upload uh, a 10 to 15 minute 30 minute morning prayer service a little quicker than you were able to before yeah yeah so Bishop Ed's videos he's been doing for the diocese about you know, 10 to 12 minutes long and he's been doing them at the 720 speed and uh, they've been taking like three minutes to upload onto YouTube. So right. that, that's great. I mean, that's super fast. Yeah. But if you're doing, you know, a 45 minute, 30 minute, you know, morning prayer daily office or something, um, it will take a little bit longer, but it shouldn't take hours. That's a problem. Um, right. That means that means your upload speed is not good and you need right. to Right. I want to talk a little bit about audio. When we talk about good audio, generally, if you're in an intimate setting fairly close to your iPad, your iMac, your PC, whatever you're recording on, the audio quality is fairly good. It's when you uh, are setting back, maybe you've decided you want to record yourself at the altar, and now you've got quite a bit of distance. Say you've got six to eight feet, maybe even 12 feet between the camera and, and where you're standing. You're going to get a lot of room noise. In particular, uh, we talked about uh, streaming from the cathedral, and there's just so much space, so much open air space mm -hmm. in that facility that you're going to capture a lot of um, room noise. And we have we have found a couple of workarounds for that where if you already have a Madonna mic, lavalier mic, whatever mic that you're using for your parish, for your, for your weekly uh, services, you can utilize those microphones with some simple adapters mm -hmm. that will adapt the signal to go right into your iPad or adapt the signal to go right into your iPhone if that's what you're recording on or even your um, computer that you can um, get good quality sound into your iMac or your i or your iPhone and then still utilizing the camera from your i iPad and your iPhone. I think one of them is a TRRS adapter and Sarah will have that link for you on the website. But it's simple and easy. Um, there's no drivers involved. You just utilize it it what it does is it converts the mini input mini output jack of your iMac or your iPhone into an into an audio input 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 source mm -hmm. and that way it, it'll gain the audio from the from a from a microphone that you can use i think that's one of the easiest things we've found mm -hmm. to get better audio for those that are wanting to broadcast with their ipad with their iphone um i i'm not discouraging you just using your ipad and your iphone it's it's 
it's a better source if you're going to have any distance away from those. Right. You just have to have the right conditions. So Bishop Ed's been doing his videos on his iPad, but he's in his office, in his house. It's a small contained area. Noise and audio isn't getting lost in a huge room. It's very contained and it's right in front of him. So it's not, it, it, it catches the sound just fine. But the moment you pull it back and how like Father Shelby and Father Spencer are, are, you're getting a full body shot of them in chairs sitting talking, they're mic'd up. And that is, they're mic'd up through their soundboard, which then is hooked up to an adapter and then hooked up to the iPad. So it's a little more complex. Um, but that's where I'm telling clergy right now, especially who don't have either the funds to get all these extra little things, to use what you have and just get an intimate setting like the chapel at the cathedral, like a smaller little venue where you can still have candles and the altar in the background, um, but then do a close-up shot of Mother Susan um, just with the iPad. So you don't have to have all this extra, you know, rigmarole to yeah. get it done. Yeah, I think we're all adapt to seeing our, our, our um, um, altar. And it's it's probably comforting for all of us to see our parish the way we remember it and our, our altar. But if you are a small parish that wants to reach out to your members, there's nothing wrong with creating a little smaller intimate situation with, with maybe a, a smaller altar and, and candles and, right. you know, setting that setting where you can create a viewable, um, pleasantly, uh, audios pleasant to listen to that you can create, um, so that you can, still do your services and still reach out and connect with your, your parishioners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say that the last thing I have is, and it's a lot more complex, but there may be some churches that are utilizing external cameras, external mic, uh, switch uh, mixers, all of those things already in their church. So I know a few churches that are, I think, uh, I think uh, Christ church is doing that. There's some churches that have, and in, in that case, um, one of the myths is that, well, I've got a camera and I got a map, but I got a laptop. Why can't I just hook my camera up to the laptop? You can, there's a series of adapters that you can go through that you have to go through some type of encoder to encode the signal from the camera into your laptop so that your laptop can read it and send it to the YouTube channel. I think there's some software that you need to download. It's a little bit more complex. I've, I've um, sent some information to Sarah that she can upload that'll kind of just give you some rundowns of why I need an encoder, why I need the mm -hmm. software and where I can get these things. And if you are in that situation and you want to use your external cameras, not something from a laptop or an iPhone or an iMac already, then there are ways that you can, you can do that too. There's a few more hoops you have to jump through. There's a few more pieces of equipment you need to buy and a few more pieces of software you need to download, but it's not, not doable. And, and uh, I'd be more than happy to help you walk you through it and help you if that's something that you wanted to do as well as Sarah can help you as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, I also think zoom is a great tool, especially for smaller meetings, smaller congregations doing a live stream with just, you know, your MacBook or an iPad or an iPhone in front of you, you know, doing the daily office or Compline um, and just, you know, sending, I've seen a lot of churches just putting the meeting ID number uh, in their weekly or 
lot of priests right now are doing daily e-news through email to their communities. And that way, you know, every Tuesday at one, I jump on centering prayer with my community in Breckenridge, Colorado that I love so much. Um, and it's just super easy, like just embed the link in the e-news, click it when the time comes and that's what I'm doing. And so it's kind of been cool, honestly, lately to like join all these communities that I only see a couple times a year, maybe like my community in Nashville from divinity school. Um, it's just so neat to kind of hop on all these different calls. And one thing about the YouTube channel I forgot to tell you is that you can create different channels within your YouTube channel. Once you've created a channel, once you've created a, like a diocese, like if the diocese has a channel, they could create sub channels that, that, that would aggregate and keep those videos in order for, if you're a parish, say you have one for the youth, say you have a Bible study, say you have a, 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 adult education, you can create several channels within your YouTube channel where those individuals that are, you know, going through journey in faith or something like that. Right. And you, and your directors have recorded messages or there's been a service or whatever you're doing yeah. you, that something that's, they can record that doesn't have to have immediate interaction can right. be archived in those channels. And then you can have access to those at any time. you need. Exactly. And it's just a better way to organize. So like if you have a godly play channel, so you don't have to be, you know, scrolling through all the videos that have ever been created on your, your YouTube channel. You can just hit the godly play one and be like, okay, here we go. Um, Correct. So yeah. Um, what else do we need to cover? I would, I would say this, I would say, um, um, as you guys know, um, any way that you can connect, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of, like saying, I don't know this. I don't know technology. I can't make this happen. I can't make this happen. Mm -hmm. And there are ways that you can make it happen. And you probably have all the tools at your hand at the end of your fingertips already. And again, in these times, we're not looking for professional, perfect situations. We're looking for ways that you can utilize what you have, uh, create, create connections within your community so that you can stay connected while we can't physically be with each other. Right. Right. Awesome. I think this is great stuff. I really appreciate your time, Melanie, as a little consultant to the diocese and all of your wisdom. Not a problem. It's my pleasure. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Be sure to sign up for the Diocesan Newsletter at our website, epiok.org newsletter. And follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. See y'all next week, and peace be with you.